This week on I don't know if they're in it, we are talking Transformers colon Rise of the Beasts. So they're animals that are ro- no, they're robot animal. What the hell? What? We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! How are you, Aaron? I'm I'm doing well. I have a story to tell about seeing this movie. You got a story to tell? Like, yeah, but I'm going like, to leave that. I'm going to I'm going like to leave Biggie? it out a little. I have a little a little story, but okay. I got but I'm going to leave it to when we a little further in. Let's get to this. Right. Stuff. How are you doing, though? I'm doing well. I am uh, in the great state of Texas. It is very hot. Deep and, in the heart uh, of? Deep in the heart of. Yeah. The one and only. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, so it's very hot even at night. Uh, quite humid. But, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. OK. Yeah. What? Why are you in Texas? Oh, I'm just watching some pets and my sister's house. Cool. They're out of state for some kids' school stuff. I mean, I assume they were somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken They're actually just hanging out by the pool. You know, <laughs> I'm just watching the house by myself. <laughs> All right. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies, be most supportive for your review, the occasional commentary track, or some other film movie topic. This is episode 537. 537. Wow, 537 already? Wow. We're Good progressing. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, this week we're talking Transformers colon, Rise of the Beasts. Mm, okay. How's that sound? I mean, it's beastly. Beastly. Yeah. Starring, uh, starring I'm number fours, Alex Pettifer. Yeah. He seems like a bland enough like to have been in a Transformers movie by now. He, so. he could have been, you know, killed off in one already. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're talking Transformers Rise of the Beast. And joining us to do such thing, we have from Nerd Reactor. He fights for the rights of Maximals. It's Mark Paces. What's up, Mark? Also joining us, one of the Out Now originals. He's just transformed out of his other form, an ice cream truck. It's Jordan, it's Jordan Grout. Hello, <laughs> though. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, thank that you. Is pretty good. Yeah, you guys yeah, can't right see, but Jordan actually is an ice cream truck right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's offering us popsicles, but you know we don't have any cash. How are you guys doing this evening? So good. How are you? Very good. 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 Good to have you guys I, here. Glad to hear. Yeah, it's been a minute for both of you guys. I was glad to have you guys back on well. the show. Of course, uh, looking forward to getting into all kinds of shenanigans as we talk about the latest in the giant freaking robots movie series. <laughs> um, before we get to that, though, let's get to so let's get to some show notes. First up, new commentary track. Uh, we are in the depths of superhero summer. The theme <laughs> for this month's this uh, this uh, summer's series say, of Augie Doggy. We're not we're not there yet. No, <laughs> we're not even in July. Two more months. Yeah, <laughs> but um, we were we're doing superhero summer. We're talking about superhero movies for every commentary track for the month of the summer. And this uh, for May, we started that out with X Two X Men United. And this month, we did The Mask of Zorro. Oh, um, Brandon Peters, Scott Mendelson, Mark Hoffmeyer, and I. We talked all about The Mask of Zorro from nineteen ninety eight, celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary. And that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of conversation to go about a uh, Zorro fun movie. Involved. Yeah, very fun movie. That movie yeah. rocks. Even while we're talking it over, it's like this movie's so engaging. I know, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a lot my of my voice kept getting keeps on getting higher every time we're talking about it. Oh, I know it's I, great, right? Oh my it's god, good. Yeah. really Rapiers. fun. Banderas, fun. <laughs> Hopkins, that's a Mexican. Um, well, he's Spanish. Ah! He's Spanish, yes. Yeah, <laughs> get it right. that's, that's way better. Get your geographical <laughs> references right. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> we did talk about Zorro for our commentary track, and you can find that commentary along with every episode we do over on iTunes. That's where you can find our show out now Thursday. Day. You can find all our episodes, and you can also give us a rating and review. Thank you so much in advance. All right. What else? Um, Summer Movie Gamble, Ooh. the 11th annual heard Summer Movie Gamble, which, Jordan, you're actually a part of. Um, what, one. is Mark not a part of this? Uh, I am not. Not this Mark. year. <laughs> That's not his fault. <laughs> I know, but I thought that we were going to compete against uh, all of our dudes. It, it's, a, it's a lot of people to organize. Lot, yeah. we, I, we got like 12, 13, 15? I think like sixteen. <laughs> it's 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 a grower. It's a grower. Okay. Eventually, it's I'll make a grower. This a, yeah, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, we've been doing this over eleven years. It's a, it grows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep going. All right. The eleventh annual summer summer movie gamble is in effect right now. We were ta- we predicted the top ten highest grossing films of the summer. We're all competing yes. against each other. We all being multiple frequent guests of the show, and uh, once again, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, uh, a possible contender. I know a lot of us had this. If not eight or nine on the list, uh, mm-hmm. d- down in the dark horse category, but it did open to sixty million dollars this weekend. Pretty strong. To, uh, yeah, that, that's certainly a, that's a good pace to set if you want to get to the you know near the bottom of the list. Uh, sure. Uh, as far as the end of the summer goes, and we'll see who, who knows how well other things do. Yeah. Um, that said, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, fifty-five million dollars, dropping fifty-four percent in its second weekend. Not a bad drop for a movie like that when it debuts so high. It has a twenty two hundred and twenty-five total right now. Which is a that's a strong pace. That's a, yeah. I was like, it's uh, it might catch up to Guardians three, and it's, I'm worried. Well, it's 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 right neck and neck of Little Mermaid, which has been open a week longer. That that added another the twenty two twenty two million small drop, not a huge drop, mm-hmm. uh, given the movie. That's at twenty two hundred twenty eight million right that's now. A, that's a not bad. It's not bad, but yeah. spite most of us, a lot of us have Little Mermaid number two and number three. Some of us have Spider Man three or four. Some, some are higher. Some number one. Yeah. So, no one has Spider-Man number one. Uh, Ultimate have... Universe Abe does, so get yeah. it right. <laughs> but, you know, the ones that have Spider-Man higher than most, they're yeah. in a good spot right now as far as right? how it looks. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy at another $7 million. Again, small drops on that one. That's at $335 million so far, um, which is quite high. We'll, we'll see where things go with Spider-Man. Slow down, yeah. Little Mermaid. But, uh... Summer picking up. We'll see. Um, Fast X added five million this weekend. Oh, okay. uh, it's at one thirty-eight total, which again, most of us picked a. You know, we thought it'd be fairly conservative Middle for the fast, back, yeah. And so it's a uh, shaping up to be that way. It did also drop on VOD this week. Not that that had a huge impact on its box mm-hmm. office, but just something notable. And um, that's really it as far as the the films that are kind of in contention as far as the box office goes. Just to point this out, however. Mm-hmm. That fucking Super Mario Brothers movie is at 570 million domestic. I mean, what? It's at 1.3 billion worldwide. They loved that, <laughs> you know, they loved the family sequence uh with Mario and Luigi eating pasta. And it's and it's it's still making money. Like it's I gonna know. like keep being here. <laughs> All other movies go away. Chris Pratt's never gonna never gonna go hungry. He's no. been set for de- years already. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's a Schwarzenegger now. What he's fine. Like, you know? What's going on here? <laughs> no, no problems with him. Uh, but yeah, so that's an update on the summer movie gamble. Good update. Um, box office certainly. Uh, cer- I mean, as far as movies making money go, I mean that's uh, it's certainly promising. Just in that respect, people are going yeah. to the theater again, which is nice. Um, certainly picking up even more so than last year. Uh, but what else? Uh, okay. You want, me to t- okay. you want me to tell this story? Um, Is there trans- a story? There's a story. There's a story. Yeah, okay. there's a story. So uh, tell me this story. I'll tell you all this story. Gather around. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm stretching so, up to the campfire right now. So Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yes. Um, there was a press screening on a Sunday, which I did on not want to go to. Yeah. I, I wasn't super big on going to it just because it's like driving to LA on a Sunday and it's like it's a weekend. Yeah. I mean, were you going to bump into Mark? And like on and I can no, do everything. No, I, I bumped into a few people that day. Literally. <laughs> I, w- I oh. literally was in that Century City Theater watching Spider-Man with friends. There you go. There you go. So I saw that there was a screening on Wednesday, like a like okay. a fan screening, whatever they want to call it, just like an you know an early screening of the movie, mm-hmm. like you know, buy a ticket. I'm like, fine, I'll buy a ticket to Transformers on a Wednesday. That's fine. So the options around me, um, the the theater that's closest to me, which has a giant IMAX, that one only had it playing in the 40x theater. I'm thinking, I'm an adult man. I don't need to go by myself to see Transformers in a 40x theater. That's not the thing that I needed to do. So I'm like, really what's the next motor oil? Yeah. What's the, what's the next close? Yeah. I hope that was a thing. The, one of the senses motor oil. <laughs> it's raising at you. <laughs> have any of you guys done 40x? I have not. No. All the time. All the Are time. Oh yeah. Anytime wow. it's offered, saw... you're like, I'm there. Yep. 40x is your MX. You're not. You're, it's a, you, you have as well. I did for an end game. Endgame. Okay. I, I did it for Fast X. The last Fast time. X. Oh, burning Fast rubber X. all over the place. Yeah. The motor oil is <laughs> motor yeah. oil summer. The motor oil in your face. Mm-hmm. So I've, done it, yeah. I've done it once with Anna. We saw Baby Driver. Speaking of, apparently car movies are big for 40 yeah. so, Really? But, um, and it's not like the worst thing, but it's also not something where I'm like, I need to do this all the time. So again, I'm not thinking I'm by myself. Let me do 40X or Transformers. So I didn't do that. I yeah. bought a ticket to the next closest theater to me. Now, yeah. I did this like a week ago. Guys, I do a lot of things in a week. <laughs> like, I, there's a lot of things going on. I can't keep track of every single place I need to go to at a given time. Sometimes. So even though I'm generally really good about that. So I go to, so it's now Wednesday, but it's at seven o'clock. Uh-huh. I go to the theater with the IMAX that I generally go to when I go and see movies. Um, and I'm thinking, cause like naturally I just think, I don't really think about the fact that I bought a different ticket. I go to that theater and I have dinner. I'm like chilling in the place of having dinner because like I have time. I have a seat. What do I need to get there early for? Yeah. I leave mm-hmm. the place at 6.50. I get up to the ticket counter <laughs> or like the guy that's scanning the tickets. I open up my Regal app and it the, the ticket's not there. I'm like, why is my Transformers ticket not oh, here? No. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, oh, let me open up my, my wallet. That's right. I'm at a different theater than this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You would have thought that I was an Autobot that just transformed the way I got out of that theater, rushed to the parking lot, got back, back to my car, and raced up to the yeah, next theater. You're just like, Peter Cullen, I need your help. Uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it. I managed it. I got I got I got in my car, drove up there, parked, not close, uh, ran over <laughs> to the theater. <laughs> and I got there like seven. It's I remember 650 is what I like re- was at the, the other theater. I sure. got there at 704. It has the Nicole Kidman AMC ad on the screen. I'm like, okay, good, I made it. Yeah, you I made get, it. Yeah, I get, yeah, that's I the get last there. ad. I sit I sit down. That ends until presumably the movie's going to start seven minutes. Then the movie starts because they're going to play all these like interview reels and stuff with the cast before they start. the movie. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like for one thing, great. I made it. But also why seven? That's such a specific number. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, mean, I, the good news is that now you know how long it takes you to get from one movie theater to the other. Oh, yeah. In case and, the scenario and get itself. it in time. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time you can go with Anna, just go get dinner and hang out at the other movie theater and be like, OK, we got to rush over. To we know what we do. We, I know how much time we have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got to eat right now. No, you got to finish your dessert right now. So that's that's that was my adventure in getting to making sure that I saw the entire Transformers Rise of the Beast and not just, you know, I don't want to 
shave off. There's yeah. some crucial minutes at the beginning there. You know, I don't yeah. want to shave those off. Mm-hmm. Arguably some of the some the more interesting parts. That like one guy, there was an empty seat next to me. One guy came in late, missed the whole opening. I don't think he even knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> even though Talk about, talking about a buffoon, right? <laughs> so yeah. That's that why, guy that's that guy really just didn't know how to time it out. That's exactly. He yeah. didn't transform fast enough. No. So that's my Well, that's I'm my, glad that you made the I'm story. glad you made the movie at the yeah. right theater. Mm-hmm. And it would actually would just been fascinating if you're just like, no, I want you to start a movie at seven o'clock right now just for me at this theater. And they, they were just like, oh, yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they had the 40X, but get up's not like, I'm going to see this movie for me. Yeah, I yeah. was still I was even, like, I checked. She could have been, They. what if they comped you? You could have been shaken. They would, like, Regal wouldn't comp me for an AMC ticket because I accidentally went to the wrong theater. <laughs> <laughs> not unless I pulled out my card and said, don't you know who I am? I'm yeah, Abu. exactly. I'm out there in a name. I was like, don't you know, I'm I'm part of the HCA. Don't you know who I am? I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying I'll, I'm Abu. I would say that. That would get their attention. <laughs> Sir, you're Asian. <laughs> let's let's not have a debate about who's this or who's that. Let's talk about getting me into that theater right now. <laughs> oh, no, he's right. He's right. Let him in, boys. Let him in. <laughs> Okay. So All right. We did it. Let's, let's We've bored half the audience. Now we're back. <laughs> let's get to some that no quickies. Trademark. Each one that we went through the week that no quickies. Trademark. All right. Mark, I'm going to show it to you. What movies have you seen recently? I saw The Flash, but that was like oh. two months ago. Yeah. Um, you saw Spider Man? I did see Spider Man. Cross I saw the re-release of Raiders of the Lost Ark oh. last Sunday. Yeah. How'd this go? Tell t- t- still, still just as good as before. Elaborate. <laughs> I mean, it was basically when I saw Spooderman um at that Century City, I basically hung around for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Saw, you know, a couple of people go to the Transformers, said hi, and then went straight upstairs to go see uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was nice. when that movie went uh, Spider-Man finished, it was basically like 20 minutes before Raiders mm-hmm. of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. happened, uh, started. And so we basically just hung out there and then went upstairs and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, I know that you're and... a responsible adult, so you probably purchased a ticket instead of being like a teenager like us back in the day and just movie hopped in there, right? I mean... I mean... Hesitation. Yeah, what let's... A... Reveal our secrets, then. I I like it. <laughs> I mean, we're in the age of reserved seats, so it seems like it's more difficult these days. <laughs> it is, yeah. I think that you just sit in until somebody says, like, you're in my seat. <laughs> hey, you know what? For an old movie, that uh, theater was pretty packed. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. 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 I remember last year when uh, Godfather turned 50, I went to see Godfather. Only? Yes, only. I could have yes. sworn that Marlon Brando was over 50 in that movie. You can't see me. I'm pointing at the camera right now. Oh. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, but I saw when I saw it in theater, it was it was sold out. Like I was yeah. lucky to get a ticket when I saw Godfather. Like, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Good movies are was good. It a one-time, yeah. Was it a one time only thing? It was like a fathom. I think it was like yeah, it was like the fathom yeah. event fiftieth anniversary with like and with yeah. it looked and sounded good, which was rare for fathom. So, Ooh. so was this. This was fathom event too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When Raiders turned, I guess thirty-five, thirty. Uh huh. No, four. What was twenty thirteen? Or twenty twenty twelve? 
Whatever that was. That was nine years ago. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron, yeah, you were saying like, when it when it 30, turned thirty, 30 they had they, yeah. when it turned thirty, they had a they had like an all day marathon of all four of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did probably, that one too. Yeah, I did that one too, and I have like an AMC like Indiana Jones poster from that that's still like hanging on the wall somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it's good times to watch those movies. Theaters. I'm glad. Did you guys watch it uh, in chronological order? Yes. Okay, so you guys watched Temple of Doom first? No, we didn't. No. Okay, we didn't oh, watch okay. it in chronological. We watched it in release order. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We probably talked about it on that sh- that one time we did an Indiana Jones did. show, yeah. which somehow forced us to never talk about Indiana Jones on this podcast. We're I mean, finally- we're waiting for uh, Stevie to return our texts. Well, the <laughs> well, the movie's gonna finally come out. It is weird though. We did that episode. And we like we barely ever reference Indiana Jones in this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we we do call it one of the best movies ever made. I know it's just like we, it's, like we were, have, it's like we were it's like we were we retired Indiana Jones somehow by doing that episode. It was like we said all we need to say. We're done. <laughs> but now we're opening the box, guys. <laughs> this this July Fourth weekend. <laughs> Jordan, what have you seen recently? Ooh, I've only seen Spider Man. Okay, um, and it's great. It's brilliant. I don't know what else to say that hasn't been said. Um, uh, I I haven't seen anything else really. Um, I want to see Little Mermaid. Haven't seen it. Um, oh, I saw Guardians. Amazing. Loved it. Yeah. I have no time. I'm so busy. Yeah. So I, I had to see. Busy well, growing a beard, Aaron. Leave him alone. But uh, <laughs> I too have a transformer story. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's... <laughs> Everyone has one. I got to think of one too. The Spider Man. Uh-huh. You want to tell this transformer story now? Oh, when, when, when we get to it. Well, we get oh, there, Okay. Right. All right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Abe, you were absent last week because I, I believe you was. said you were, you were too afraid to talk about Spider Man with us. That's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, Spiders documentary. No, thank you. And uh, it turns out you guys weren't talking about a Spider documentary. You guys were talking about Across the Universe. So I should have I should have just been on. No, I was at my sister's uh, baby shower event. So thanks for covering all that stuff last week. Um, I thought the movie was incredible. Capital I, incredible. It's probably one of the best movies of the year. Um, I thought that it ran through an entire range of emotion. I listened to the episode you guys did. You guys had a great chat with, uh, uh-oh. Uh, we, had t- we had Todd and Zach and Eric. Yes, thank on, you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, somebody else too. Uh, Eric, okay, right? all th- yeah. I said Todd, Zach, and Eric. Yeah, all three. There you go. Yeah, so it was a great discussion with all you guys. Ran the entire gamut of emotions. I, I, I felt that betrayal in my heart. I've seen it twice at this point. I watched it back yeah. to back. There you like go. I watched it one day, and then I was like, "No, no, no, we got to go watch it again." Oh, there you go. That's and the, then, isn't that I the was best? Watch it. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> when you it, when you like a movie so much, you're like, "Let's go again, right exactly. now." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I I kind of have to go see this in a very large theater screen, so I went to go check out in the the San Francisco IMAX, and it was a nice big screen. Oh, and that's a big screen. Uh, it's a big, quite large. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we saw I, we saw Elysium there. That's <laughs> <laughs> It had some interesting, you know, high-speed frame shots that were slowed down. Um, and, you know, Jodie Foster, you know, she's protecting everybody with giving them not universal health care. Uh, but in, across the Spider-Verse, I, I genuinely was uh, in love with it, enamored with it, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I hope to see it again a third, maybe even a fourth time. I kind of made a joke to myself. I was like, oh, I should watch it every day until it <laughs> is is taken out of theaters um, and just use up this AMC A-lister pass but oh, there you, know, you go <laughs> it um i kind of want to see it in in a different theater uh because i've seen it in uh a regular theater and imax theater i kind of want to go see it and, ch- and check it out in another imax theater um what about 40x i or mean sc- or screen x 
Do they have a screen X version? If they're going to do 40 X and just be like, here's some web in your face. I'd be like, this is a little much guys. I don't know what this is. It smells funny. Please don't do this again. <laughs> it's very thready. I did that. You did that? <laughs> I did that. Like you're in a web shooting. What do you smell? You got flipped in the face? <laughs> yep. But it's it wasn't like, you know, like water. It was just an air blast. Like, oh, uh-huh. air blast. Okay. Mm. So when they yeah. shoot a, a spider cat in the meow, in the meow like, uh, you just get a you know what? blasted air in the face. Yeah. I didn't get anything for that. I thought so, too. Hmm. Oh. I thought that was going to happen, but they did not do that. That's a missed opportunity right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll That's make it up to I'm you sure. one day, Mark. When you're watching it again, we'll blow air. Yeah, we're, we're going to sneak into your house and just be like, <laughs> surprise! Compressed <laughs> just... air! Yeah, exactly. Oh, God! Oh, we're, my not, God. we're not going to... We're not going to... We're not going to... Uh, but we're definitely going to do some <laughs> different air compressed air. Anything else, dude? <laughs> I uh, just watched a lot of Bob's Burgers with the nieces, but then they left. Okay, and and you can't watch it anymore. <laughs> I I'm watching it by myself, but it's just not as fun when you know I'm explaining these <laughs> jokes about why this lettuce joke that Bob makes is hilarious. All right. All right. <laughs> um. Well, I've seen a few things uh, that I'll go over now. First, I'm going to re-shout out once again the angry black girl and her monster because it's a really solid movie and it came out in theaters this week. But also, I had a chance to interview the director of Bomani J Story. Oh, um, which is uh, that's up on White. We live, we live entertainment now, and I'll I'll post that in the, I'll link to that in the show notes. But uh, just a good movie. I, I really recommend it. Um, I watched the documentary Arnold, the three-part yes, Netflix documentary. Yeah, that's about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously, it's divided into three parts. As I mentioned, it's divided up as his bodybuilding days, his movie days, and then his politics days. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, there's personal things going on throughout all of them. Uh, it's a good doc overall. Um, weirdly, it's the middle chapter that focuses on his movie stardom that's probably the weakest. Hmm. And I, I think that comes with the fact that like we're movie nerds, so we just like know too much about it already, where it's a documentary, so it's it's trying to surmise a lot of stuff, and it just feels like it glosses over certain things in a way where I'm like, eh, like I I know more about this than this doc, which really seems to want to let on. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that the early stuff and the later career stuff, it's really interesting to watch. And, and Arnold's very um, forthcoming sure. and open about obviously his successes, but also like things that he failed at, um, which right. is a, uh, it's neat. Family, it's neat his marriage. See. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's neat to see for sure. Great. Um, I watched flame and hot mm-hmm. on Hulu on Hulu. It's also on Disney plus. Ooh. Uh, Cause it's like PG. Um, this is the uh, the story of the invention of flaming hot Cheetos. Um, now, <laughs> this is a work of fiction, and I'm very aware that there's debate over the authenticity of the story that's claimed by a man who used to work at the as a janitor in Frito Lay and would go on to become a, a much bigger deal in that company. Um, what I can say is. The movie kind of acknowledges the fact that the it by by it by having the star be an unreliable narrator in the voiceover, it's kind of acknowledging the fact that it's not it it, it it's <laughs> it it can't quite like settle on what's truth and what's fiction. It like plays with that idea, not to like a huge extent, um, but it's it's kind of there. But even if I, you take all of that away, it's it's still a winning story. Like the way it presents the story about this. You know, this, this man, this Mexican man and his wife 
and how they kind of stuck with each other and he kind of made something of himself out of this thing like it in terms of like an underdog story like that it's a it's a good movie in that regard uh if you so it's a matter if you if you settle settle or down with the what's truth and what's fiction aspect of it and just like watch the movie to watch the movie and enjoy it like there's an enjoyable did they tell movie. you up front that this is a kind of fictionalized or how did you or you just read it afterward I mean, I I can't recall if it says like based on true events, okay. or whatever at the beginning, but it gives you like some text at the end, obviously, as far as in this is what happened to this guy after this. Got it, got it. Okay, yeah, because the unreli- unreliable unreliable narrator part pretty fascinating. Yeah, uh, something that Joker could have used more of, like you know, just telling <laughs> us that this is this is all happening in his head. Anyway, it it has some clever stuff as far as how it kind of yeah how it plays with narration that, that, i can't wait for the sequel you know um flaming hot with limon <laughs> yeah. and uh i'm gonna mention i'm gonna mention this because it comes out this week uh yes. the blackening i watched oh, okay. the blackening yeah. this past week we talked about that trailer we did and i would say i was not the most favorable because i'm not huge on director tim story and uh-huh. i just the jokes weren't hitting me in the trailer so kind of what we talked about with the trailer <laughs> Well, no, I'm saying that's what I thought of the trailer. Oh, okay. I am I am happy to eat crow and say oh. the blackening is very fun and very enjoyable. Wow. Uh it 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 surprised me how much I enjoyed it. I think okay. it has a great yes. head on its shoulders. I think the ensemble cast is very fun. I think it blends well uh, kind of clever and witty humor with broader comedy. Um I wish the direction was better when it comes to the horror aspect of the movie mm-hmm. um it just doesn't really know how to like do tension all that well because tim story is just he's not a horror director however the comedy aspect of the movie really works and it finds time to like have certain things to say about black culture and about relationships because it is ostensibly just a horror movie that happens to have an all-black cast mm-hmm. and it very much keeps the characters grounded by having them be friends with conflicts of each other in the midst of having this kind of broad comedy taking place involving a killer that's testing people on their blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite good. I uh, I was oh, very surprised okay. how much I enjoyed this movie. So great. There well, you go. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Twitter ads for it with the, with the audience gasping and laughing. It, I, I was at a word of mouth screening. So there was like critics and like regular audiences there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a lot of gasping and laughing. <laughs> so wow. It's got that going for it. There you go. So yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm you know just happy to see a good movie in general. Always, you always want to you know I don't go into the theater hoping to not see a good movie, but mm-hmm. it's it's rare that I get surprised. So I was always happy to be you know surprised by how much I enjoyed the blackening. Well, great, yeah, yeah. Gl- glad to hear. All right, that's enough. Trade right. Let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk. We talk about one of the new movie trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you. And this week we are talking expend for bowls. <laughs> Expendables four. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. They really want to stick with the. I, I was, I, I, I was looking it up and I spelled it Expendables four, but like on YouTube, on Wikipedia, on IMDb, it's all Expend four bowls. So they really want to go with this as their <laughs> as their title. So. It's catchy. It's hard to pronounce. It makes it's not catchy. Memorize <laughs> it's it. not a catchy title whatsoever. But this is the fourth entry in the Expendables series. It's directed by Scott Waugh a director who's made a movie that I think we... No, no, never mind. I was like, what movie did he direct again? He made Active Valor, that Navy SEALs movie. That's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. With the SEALs using real. real real Navy SEALs, yeah. And he made Need for Speed, a movie that we, uh, checks notes, hated. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's, he's back, though. Um, and I mean, 
I guess he does done action. Like, I don't think the action's the worst part of either of those movies. So sure. that's something. But we have Expendables once again. And we're once again, we have Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. And of course, Randy Couture. I mean, what is he? What was he going to do? Be too busy for this? That'd be ridiculous. He's he's quintessential to the Expendables <laughs> franchise. And then we're adding on a lot of just a lot of real heavyweights of action cinema. We're yes, talking yeah. Curtis Fifty Cent Jackson. We're yeah. talking Megan Fox. We're talking Tony Jaw and Iko Uwe's from the Raid series. And right. of course, if you think action, you have to think Andy Garcia. Uh, who uh, Jordan's been modeling himself off of a few years based on the beard. So, I mean, we, yeah, we have a lot of heavy hitters. <laughs> this time I think around. he wants to be called Tony or Terry Benedict now, Aaron. So we should, we uh, should honor Jordan's wishes and call him Terry. Uh, if you want me to talk about the plot, uh, no. I guess I could do that. No, that's all right. <laughs> we should get into our expen- thoughts. I believe the Expendables are going to a mission and kill people. I oh, think yeah, that's okay, the, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the nature of the plot. I will say... Um, the film notably has an and Stallone as opposed to Stallone being at the front of this franchise, which makes mm-hmm. me wonder. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's going to get killed off because that sounds ridiculous, but I am <laughs> curious if it's like, oh, he's just kind of like cameoing in at like the front of this thing or something where he gets like the rock and furious seven and gets like injured. And then he's like sitting in a hospital bed for most of the movie. One of those guys is breaks his cast at the end of the movie. He yeah, breaks his game, breaks the fucking <laughs> cast revealing his giant, ridiculous tattoos underneath. <laughs> um, but yeah, so expend <laughs> uh jordan what do you think of the trailer for this movie are you excited uh, about another expendables uh i i saw the first one and i didn't see the others at least i don't think i did i don't remember them well how will you keep up with the continuity <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to be made like years ago like wasn't like with all women right at one point it was supposed to be that was a rumor yeah right like i, I feel like this this film has been like talked about <laughs> for years and it, for me it came out of nowhere i was like oh <laughs> they filmed it already like okay um and yeah i don't care about it um which means you'll probably ask me to be on the podcast because it's always like the, the worst. <laughs> well now <laughs> ask me like i i i want to be asked on like the barbie one the one i'm looking forward to the most it's always gonna be like expendables and transformers and uh space jam and <laughs> it's um so yeah i the the only way i'll see it is if you ask me to be on the podcast for it um I, 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 uh, oh, as, as I mentioned before, it's funny that, uh, Statham, like, so in the trailer, he's dating Megan Fox, but isn't Statham married to in real life to, um, uh, what's her name who replaced Megan Fox in Transformers? Like, yeah, Rosie, Rosie Huntington, yeah, Bitley Statham. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have like two kids together, yeah. yeah. Wonder, uh, how that was. I mean, I'm sure professional, but I'm sure there was a part of him that was like, oh, awkward. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. And I like Stallone. <laughs> I'll always defend Stallone when, when people don't. When people bash Cliffhanger, I'll defend it. Cliffhanger's great. Cliffhanger. Who that movie bashes Cliffhanger. Yeah. thirty this year. When people bash, well, I don't know. He I'll kills look. Leon by by like throwing his body against a slagmite. <laughs> I like how you said Leon. Like we all, we're all cool with Leon. We know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, cool running's Leon. There's like, only one guy who is named Leon. Only has that name. Yeah, Leon from from above the rim. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the series has gone a long way from uh, claiming to bring all the heavyweights in one movie. So it's sure. still doing it. Did I? Did I? Did I hear Fifty Cents? <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like he's too old for that role. Right? He's supposed to be like the new guy. 
Yeah, but he's also like 50 cents ageless. That's uh, what I, this is true. He's in his 50s. I like, I like that the poster, like everyone's last names, and it's like, what do we do with, I guess we just write 50 cents. <laughs> Nobody knows Curtis Jackson. <laughs> uh, that that needs to be like for someone in their, in their 20s, not someone in their 50s. Well, they do that in every other movie, but they get killed off in the first scene. What I, what I know is that this movie has many men in it, so it's got that going for it. There you go. Mark. <laughs> good one. Good one. I understood that. Proper. I love it. The underdog's on top. Mark, I want to know. What are your thoughts on Expendables 4? Are you looking forward to another one of these? Um, No, not, not after Expendables 3. I mean, I loved Expendables 1, Expendables 2, and okay but then expendables 3 came out and i was like oh no all right i'm done i'm done with this <laughs> and then when expand for a expend <laughs> did we not learn from fan four stick not to put the number four into titles because that just especially if it's like everyone's just gonna make fun of it then mm-hmm. four of those expend no no just keep it expend most hard keep it yeah it's no it just doesn't work so i mean i watched it and then i laughed when stallone said family because i just had fast (laughs) fast and furious vibes i'm like all right that's where the fast and furious and jason statham connection and family that's that's a crossover event next year guys expendables and fast and furious two very you know ridiculous franchises crossing over with each other that's that's a billion dollar idea right there i don't know why Lionsgate and universal doesn't do it and if they do i mean you heard it here first guys yeah that's that's the billion dollar idea right there this is a free podcast mark paces movie executive yeah. over here <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm giving away free money right now. Oh, basically, we do this every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, just, just, just get, the, just get the deal done. Just get it. Just done. get, the just get it done. done. Just well, get the deal done. Well, Abe. Yes. Where are you with expendable expendables? No thanks. Uh, I think that I've seen a lot of the expendables movies and just thought to myself, oh, maybe it gets better. Um, and maybe there's gonna be something that actually propels me to want to watch it again and it, it just never has happened like even when they they kind of tease chuck norris he shows up for like a scene does some chuck norris shit and then like is is out like um even arnold like arnold kind of did your whole entire like let me show up for let me pretend like my arms in a cast and then like come back later he that doesn't happen but uh, it's very uh, short-lived as well um and i i i i get it you know stallone he still wants to be a staple in Hollywood and he feels as though this franchise is probably going to be um, like what Mark was saying, kind of matched along the same lines as, as the fast and furious franchise um, in being this, not, I don't think if it's going to be like a cash cow, but I think it's going to be something that people are familiar with because they, they have seen the previous several movies, but I don't know what you're trying to accomplish here by just having, I, I guess if you're going to give the, the, the franchise off to Jason Statham, that might be something worth, checking out but i'm i'm very uh lukewarm on this i mean i don't think he's high he's a he's a smart enough guy he doesn't think it's gonna be like the next giant thing but he's True. doing another i mean it's been 10 years since expendables 3 has it uh it's been nine Oof. years yeah, yeah nine years and change not long enough so it i mean it's like jordan you said like yeah it three did not do very well like it stalled out part of it was because it was pg-13 after two r-rated entries it's like why do you go down 
this one is wasn't it leaked too it was leaked as well yeah that you know that that can sometimes be negligible but it didn't help you know sure and this one is going back into r-rated territory for whatever that's worth um and I like that it's following the Mission Impossible pattern of every direct every director's new every time out, right? It's got the, all those really uh really different takes on the Expendables movies. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Did Stallone direct the first one? He directed the first one. Simon West of Con Air directed the second one. Patrick oh, Hughes wow. of um of uh, Red Hill. Um, it's a little small, but they did they do like the he's done the Hitman Bodyguard movies since then. That's what he's, he's okay. moved on to. Um, and then now we have Scott Watt. I mean, all these are all directors that can do action, regardless of how good their movies are, which is like, well, that's something. But as far as this goes, I haven't been a big fan of this franchise. I think it kind of I, I wasn't big on the first one. I thought two was kind of its peak as far as getting close to what the premise sounded like as far as mm-hmm. getting all these stars together. And then three was bad um so like another one of these with even less of like the main like the huge stars that we then we started with um not the most uh enticing offer at the second uh regardless of the fact that you know our main man randy couture was able to come back as his legendary character toll road um but i mean you're putting Iko Uwe's and tony john in a movie that's that's fascinating that is cool i'm, yeah. I'm big on that and james i mean i always see jason state the movies so it's like i'm not gonna not watch this movie but i'm also not thinking like oh this is gonna be amazing sure so maybe i'll be surprised maybe i I'm, i think i'm most curious about the stunts and choreography and cinematography um, all things considered because if you're having Iko Uwe's and tony jaw in a movie i really hope i get to see them doing things that are they're capable of on screen mm-hmm. and not just uh a kind of watered down version. So right. we'll see what Amen. happens. Amen. Yeah. But uh, Expend Four Bowls arrives in theaters September 22nd, uh, right after the summer, right after Amazing. the summer, the summer wager. Ends. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Well, we did that it. out of the way. We did it. Let's move on to our main review for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. For centuries, our kind has stayed hidden on Earth. But darkness has found us again. Prime. This is about the fate of all living things. Unicron is coming. I thought we were boys. You want it? Come and get it. You brought a human here. I'm nobody. I ain't even seen nothing. I'm not even seeing anything right now. All right. That should have been some of the trailer for Transformers called Rise of the Beasts. We know what happened. Michael Bay's Transformers launched in 2007 and was a tremendous hit. He went on to make four more of these, culminating in 2017's Transformers The Last Night, which was not a box office hit. In 2018, Leica CEO Travis Knight directed Bumblebee, a soft reboot for the series. Also not the biggest box office hit, but received some of the best reviews of the series. Now we have a follow-up to that film, Transformers Rise of the Beast, directed by Creed II's Stephen Capel Jr. Set in the 90s, this film brings in the Beast Wars storyline, which involves the Maximals, a race of Cybertronians who can transform into animal types. They are now on Earth, along with Bumblebee, Optimus Prime, and the other Autobots, two humans, Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback, 
get involved in a plot that could lead to Unicron, a planet-sized Transformer eating Earth, unless our heroes are able to stop it. Jordan, I'm so curious. Where have you been with what's been your Transformers journey? And what oh, and where are you now with this movie? Um I mean, I I can take them or leave them. I, I'm I'm indifferent to a lot of them. I think they're too long. That's my biggest problem with them. I think if you cut them down to like hour and a half, they'd be like tolerable. I don't think people would hate them as much. Um Where'd you land with Bumblebee? I love it. I, I remember we did the podcast. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it since uh, theaters, but I remember loving it. Um, and this one, it's uh, so original, right? When, you know that sky beam that they have in this movie? Never seen that before. Whoa, that was so cool, right? Um, God, this movie. So I saw this and I fell asleep. I fell asleep like 30 minutes in and I woke up as was ending. And I was like, ah, shit. I gotta see this again now for this podcast. Um, I was so. Did you go to the right theater, or did you pull an errand? Because <laughs> maybe you caught, maybe you caught the tail end of the. Of he like... went to the. He went to a yeah. too comfortable theater because he went to sleep. <laughs> I did because I saw it at the Adobe uh, Cinema at, at the AMC. Oh, those are very comfortable. Yeah, yep. and I was not into it. Like thirty minutes in, I was like, "Oh my god, this movie has to be like over soon, right?" And I looked at my watch. I was like, "God damn, it's been." It's 20- still previews. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna be a long one, and then I fell asleep. Um, but I also had like three cocktails, so I, that that didn't help. I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> um, so I saw it again. You're welcome. Um, and I, this movie kind of sucked. I, I I was bored with it. Uh, like sure, I guess I and like the Autobots are, are a bit more tolerable, but not that much. Um, actually, I found Pete Davidson really annoying in this. Uh, I, I I don't know what people are talking about with his character being likable. Uh, are, are we doing spoilers or we'll get there maybe later if yes. we need to. Talk about spoilers. You can't spoil this movie. Um, like <laughs> it's set in like 1994, and I kept forgetting that it was 1994. Like why? Why was it set in 1994? Uh, there's there's no reason, and like it's just like there's something missing from the movie, and I, I I'm not sure what it is, but there's something where it's like. Mm, feels like it's not complete like something small like uh his his buddy at the beginning who gets him the job to rob the car it's like like wouldn't he come back at the end and do something with that character like help save the day and but i guess it doesn't matter because the humans don't do anything anyway except for the in the heights guy like the the woman he's with the the scientist like how many fish back yeah she like she she kind of like is there for a reason like she has to solve some equation but then it doesn't work out anyway because they just end up blowing up the thing that they're trying to solve. Um, so she, there's no reason for her to be there. But um, yeah, and and the the action I thought was shitty. At least with the Michael Bay films, like they may not be great, but he gives you something cool to look at. Like he's always trying uh, something inventive. And you know, as as horrible as the scripts may be, like he's he's putting his all into those movies, which I felt like. This movie, just like the action, but it's just visually ugly. Like especially that that ending, like so drab and just stupid gray. And um, I was like, who who finds this fun to watch? Um, like who's looking at this gray climax of action, being like, ooh, this is, this is cool. Um, yeah, it's just, and I, I like the director, uh, Stephen Capel, um, but 
yeah, this this just fell flat for me. I just didn't care. And then Optimus Prime, everyone talks about how like awesome he is in the movie. Like, oh, we all want to be like Optimus Prime. He's so noble. But every time he talks, he's like, I'm gonna rip your head off. Like, let's drive down this road and rip his spine out. Like he's just like this bloodthirsty like warmonger. Like he uh like there's nothing really like noble about him. He's like he's less warmongery in this movie though. He's like... <laughs> okay. He's still like unhinged though. Like he's yeah, he's, like... Got some, he's got some beast ass lines though. He's he always still... yeah. Yeah. He's still on the road to just massacre everyone. Like, there's no no remorse. Like, if if you look at him wrong, he's he's gonna cut your arm off. Like, do not think this guy is the person to to call your family after. Like, the guy's like, my name is Optimus Primal. I'm named after you because you're amazing. It's like, All right. <laughs> Why? All right. It's crazy. All right. <laughs> okay so that so those are your thoughts jordan abe i'm gonna go to you what where are you with uh with transformers rise of the beasts you know it's not that bad <laughs> everything that jordan said i was like uh i can kind of see it but i i kind of disagree <laughs> there were there were i, I think there's a, a really there's a, a smaller scale to this so so sort of the same way that there was with bumblebee mm. and i thought there was it, it it didn't look as good as the base stuff. I watched some of the base stuff after this movie. I was like, oh man, Beige is like he's making those those uh, animators work overtime. Like this stuff looks incredible on all the machines transforming. And also, I agree that maybe some of the fight scenes are much more inventive. They're also a larger scale. But I kind of dug that this one is like, hey, here's like the first forty minutes. It's just like in New York, ninety four. I also don't know why it was set ninety four, Jordan. But I did like the callback to Bumblebee, and I also had questions about Sam Witwicky. But um, because Bumblebee was the '80s, so this is the '90s. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. Totally. Yeah. And I guess Sam Witwicky's like to two thousands. But um, with '94, well, this is like it's been really it's playing really fast and loose with whatever it's a if it's a reboot or not. But it's yeah. it's leaning more towards nothing makes sense after this if this I is agree. not a reboot. So it's like yeah, I, I'm yeah. on the I'm on the same page, which is why I kind of just threw that part out the window. Like '94 shows up on the screen. I guess it's 1994, but it after a while kind of just forgets it. I, I dug the opening of this movie. I dug like the first, you know, 30, 40 minutes of this movie where it was just a, a huge soundtrack of songs that I like uh, yeah. from New York and kind of just giving the scene of what seemed like a huge lot of, you know, old cars from the 90s, which is nice to see because I'm always looking out for, oh, that, that car shouldn't be there because that's actually from like 1997 or something like that. But it seemed all correct. Uh, maybe some things were not correct on the Williamsburg Bridge. But um, with all that being said, I did enjoy that they had a character of Dominic Fishback. They kind of didn't really give you any explanation of who she is, what she's doing. But you know that she's a huge um, anthropologist or and also a uh, archaeologist type uh, of smart person. So it kind of comes into play later. The things I didn't like are, yes, there's exposition dumps every every few minutes. Uh, they're always explaining the same things over and over again. But like, well, what is this thing called? Unicron, he's a giant world-eating monster. Didn't you watch the first 10 minutes of this movie? But Didn't you see the 86 movie? <laughs> <laughs> or any mm-hmm. subsequent movie? But um, I dug that there was... It actually looked like they were actually in Peru, and I when I was watching the credits, uh, it certainly had yeah. they had a crew, a Peru crew, as well as, like, Norway. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that they shot anything in Norway. 
but uh, that's where Maximals are from, obviously. <laughs> is that where they're from? Okay, got it. But um, yeah, I, as far as like the movie goes, what I kept on thinking back to myself is uh, when I was watching this movie, is like, you know, it, it's there's there is a repeatability factor to this, like a rewatchability factor that I that I'm feeling from watching this movie. So on the whole, like, is it a is it a great movie? No, but I think it's actually better than I thought. And it actually reminded me, it gave me vibes of 2017's Power Rangers. Where I was like, I didn't really okay. know what to expect going in there. Uh-huh. But then I was like, oh, this movie is actually better than I thought it was. And it actually is about something. This one, I don't know if it's really about necessarily like, you know, we built a team and we're a team now kind of thing like the way the Power Rangers was. But it certainly has like a smaller scale to it, which I did because I think that Stephen Cable, as we've seen in Creed 2, he's able to kind of continue on stories. I don't know. I haven't really seen his other movies, but... If he's Creed, only got one other one, which is like a small indie movie. A but, full, uh, like a, a feature-length one? Got it. Yeah. But, you know, he's able to carry on franchises with the sort of, like, uh, a sensibility that that um, it does look after these characters. Like, it kind of expands the characters more. I'm not saying these characters are, like, the deepest, so uh, please don't please don't call me out there. But I certainly did like that there was, hey, this one person that we're following, even though it doesn't really make a lot of sense about how he can just like ditch his brother and his mom. Uh, Lauren Vela is also having a great summer. Uh, but then uh, also Dominic Fishback and kind of just going off on, on an adventure. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. I was surprised. Okay. Mark, I want to hear from you. What are you thought? What are your thoughts on transformers? I did like it too. I thought it was one of the, Bumblebee solo movie, you know, withstanding, I thought it was one of the better Transformers movies to the first one. I know that's really not saying much because the second one was awful. Third one was decent. Fourth one was awful. Fifth one is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Last Night is one of the very, very, very few movies that, you know, I just stopped watching and never looked back at, you know, yeah, you know what? I want to go back and, you know, try and finish the last night. I want to give it a chance. <laughs> no, no, no. But this one, I mean, I loved how, you know, they were able to integrate the 86 animated movie storyline along with the Beast Wars storyline. Because I was never a Beast Wars fan to begin with. That early TV show, CG, you know. Me neither. Look, like, we're, we're the same age. And like, I feel like that just skipped me over completely. Oh, I don't you know, guys like, are both yeah, wrong. Right? So you guys can both leave. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I just never like, caught up with you. Yeah. It just wasn't, a, well, it just wasn't a thing. Like I wasn't right. sitting there being like, of the shows I watched, this was one of them. It just like, it just avoided me somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it just kind of reminded me of like reboot. I know that's another animated uh-huh. classic as well too. that people love yeah but i just it, sure. like aaron said it just skipped me and so watching this i'm like oh man this is what i've been missing with beast wars this entire time and you know i just like the whole integration of both storylines i thought scourge was you know an excellent villain probably the best one in the entire mm. you know franchise i'm probably one of the very few people that did like that great, you know, um, action-packed ending towards the end. Um, there are a lot of surprises as well. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say what it is, but you know, that there's a notable thing scene, that takes place at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that post-credit scene, you know, 
got me really excited for you know what's to come hopefully interesting yeah yeah um hopefully they don't mess that up but you know they probably will but you know <laughs> i mean i'm i just i just want it to be done right is what i'm saying and yeah it's uh i thought optimus primal was awesome ron perlman was probably the best voice that they can get for primal um yeah uh yeah i just thought it was really well done and i just thought it's i mean there are i'm not saying it's like the best movie this year because that's still spider-man guardians but you know i just had fun with it and that's you know the whole point of going to movies it's just sitting down eating popcorn being entertained for two and a half hours and then coming out it's like you know what that wasn't a waste of time and i thought it really wasn't a waste of time there you go well jordan uh you're you're all on your own this week. i feel like oh well yeah. <laughs> i wasn't sure what to say from aaron yowza <laughs> i um i had fun with this movie as well i i'm not gonna it's weird because it's like i wrote a review on it and it like i feel like i'm underrating it with like the number whatever that's supposed to mean but like the every time everything i wrote about is like this movie's good like it does the job it it's not as good as bumblebee mm -hmm. i don't think it's as good as maybe the first transformers and i have reasons as to, for all of this obviously but like i do think it gets it gets what it's trying to do rather well. I wish the execution was maybe a little better, but I think what it's going for makes a lot of sense to me as far as being like you've mentioned a, a smaller scale Transformers movie. Sure. I really like the fact that there's only two humans and like and there's only there's no side plot. Like there's always like the you know the government and the military doing this while the humans are doing the other humans are doing that. And this is just like, no, let's just have two people. <laughs> let's let's narrow this down even more. Uh, which I appreciate it because it just makes things very simple um in the transformers movie where like i don't need to have a variety of different storylines to keep up with transforming robots just give me stuff of transforming robots and a big thing that i liked about this is this is the first transformers movie where i cared about more than just a couple of transformers like mm -hmm. it wasn't just bumblebee and optimus prime that i was into i was like there's multiple characters that i like i want to see what happens to them uh whether it's optimus primal or this Pete Davidson character Mirage, who I do think is quite good in this film. I uh, I was surprised how much I was enjoying his vocal activity here, which I guess is like a difference from Bumble given that he's like the Bumblebee of this film. That's a neat way to separate it out hmm. in that regard. It's like okay, here's a character that actually talks. That's like with the guy the whole time. It's like okay, that's fun. Um, but I I didn't find him irritating. Um, it's it's amazing to me that he's both the most irritating thing in the Fast and Furious movie and the least irritating thing in this Transformers movie. <laughs> I forgot um, that he was in that movie. <laughs> yeah, we, we, try to too. we try to block it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think Ramos and Fishback are good here. Um, Fish Fishback doesn't get a whole lot to do, but it's pretty thankless mm -hmm. as far as her rule is concerned. Ramos gets more just because has more character stuff to work with, and I think he does fine with it. Like I, I think the. You hire a guy like him, I think he delivers what's needed. I I can be happy that there's a movie that has two, you know, it has diversity all over its leads, as well as the voice cast of this movie in general, which is mm -hmm. a nice a nice touch as well. And yeah, like you also mentioned, Dave, like if you're gonna give me a '90s movie, you're gonna throw a bunch of a Tribe Called Quest and whatever else in here. It's like yeah, I'm all nice. about that. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. the, yeah nice, exactly. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. Cream starts playing. I'm like, okay, right. thank you. <laughs> this is great. Hello, Cool J plays to a fight sequence. 
yeah, I and I will say I think the while it's not as some you know they're they're not the most unobvious tracks you could use, right. but they I think they're well incorporated here. I will say to Jordan to your point as far as the action goes in this movie, while I did think the car chase stuff was. Like I thought that was pretty solid just because there's not a lot of car chase stuff in these Transformers movie. You know, they they occasionally drive around, but it's not really a, ever really an emphasis in the same in the way that it kind of is here for a bit. And I thought that was hell well handled. But I do think like the fighting robot action, it does come across more generic and like a second unit or you know, and like visual effects artists just handled that and Stephen Cable mm-hmm. Jr. just did, you know actual scenes with characters compared to Bay who is involved in every aspect of production because he's a madman. I will say I like you said, you said there's like something missing from this and it's weird to think that it's Bay because like you bring the Bay and yeah, you get a certain visual aesthetic to go with it. You get a variety of ideas and innovation when it comes to like the action. However, that also means like the, (laughs) <laughs> he's not going to help you out the story at all whatsoever so it's like i it's missing a kind of touch that yes i think bay as an action director certainly brings to this um even if the you know the the result still gives you a better story which is not a bad trade-off but yes when you get to that final action sequence that's pretty long i do think like the oneer that i think a lot of people were making fun of when it happened i thought it worked pretty well in context but for the most part yes it is like a drab gray area in peru of all places a very not drab gray place um where robots are battling each other and there's nothing there's not like there's not that extra thing that really like gets you excited in the way that the best moments of a bay film regardless of a transformers or not can yeah. so it's like yeah that's where it like lowers to be in the realm of transforming robots movies, I think there's a little lacking in the personality category for the direction. Um, but I will say I do like the movie does make me feel like Stephen Cable Jr. is a huge fan of Transformers. Like he certainly said he is in interviews and whatnot. I but like watching this movie and watching the story play out, that does feel communicated to me that he really likes he likes these franchise. He he's happy to be a part of it and incorporate Beast Wars and what have you um so yeah i like this movie i'm not saying it's amazing but i do i do think in the realm of giant freaking robot movies this is one of the better ones that i've seen in some time yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, like that may not have like again the visuals that bay brings but it delivered like really solid characters with um with Anthony Ramos and uh no, 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 Bumblebee. Oh, the, okay, yeah. Haley, Haley Sanfield. Oh, oh, you're Bumblebee. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and even the, like John Cena in that movie, like you've got like characters that you really uh, wanted to follow. And in this yeah. movie, I was like, well, I don't, I don't get the visuals. I don't get the characters. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Like, okay. Like, I, I, I just Jordan, felt- Anthony Ramos, Noah, his little brother has sickle cell anemia. He needs, he needs money. <laughs> he calls he him Sonic. And he no, can't get it without working no. with Transformers. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, Jordan, you actually have an interesting point because I, I hadn't, I hadn't thought Bumblebee. about it until you just like, talked about there, where it's I'm like, sorry. yeah, I guess that the characters are fairly thin compared to the other uh, movies as well. But I, I still Bumblebee. think that I'm not, I don't think the oh other yeah, Transformers compared to Bumblebee. Are... Sorry, sorry, compared to Bumblebee. <laughs> but I think that's because Bumblebee. You know, I who's the that? The like a guy. I forget his name. Travis Knight. Travis Knight, yeah. Uh, Phil's Phil son. son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, billionaire son. But um, I, I just think that he has a better grasp of telling human stories, as, as seen from every like a movie that we that's ever been made. 
Um, and I, that's kind of like where it's like, yeah, that's why I was saying that Stephen Campbell, he seems like he's just, he's a guy that, that certainly can carry on a franchise and gives it a, an emotional oomph. But, you know, I think that the, the storylines within Creed one are better than this Creed two, um, where it comes to characterization of, of people. Right. So that's kind of what I would say with the, uh, the movie thing. I, I don't disagree with you though. I come on, killing Bumblebee. <laughs> Nick, it's so plates with such drama. Because it's sad. Bumblebee. You don't want to see him get hurt. It's Bumblebee. I wonder if he's gonna yeah. return. It's PG thirteen. I knew that something else was up. It's also not the first time they killed a transformer. Exactly. And then brought yeah. it back later on. Yeah. It's like, it's like hey, yeah. and fool me one, shame on me. And they kill enough Optimus in the eighty six animated movie. Well, the eighty six uh-huh. one is bold because he stayed dead. That's yeah, a, exactly. The '86 movie is brutal, and it's great. It kills off two major characters in the opening action sequence, and it's like, deal with it, kids. And it's like, okay, <laughs> He's like, what? I don't it's understand. Like, what? Yeah, I can't. If we want to talk about great Transformers movies, the '86 one is fantastic. It has a yeah, it has that's a still the soundtrack. best one. That is a great soundtrack. Sure, it has never... Orson Welles as Unicron. It, it has all kinds of things going on that make yeah. it a really fun movie. But I've, this movie, guys. Uh, yeah, it, something I also wanted to mention, you know, we talked about like a smaller cast. Like, I also dug that there was like a smaller trans uh, core group of Transformer cast as well. Because, yeah, yeah there's mm-hmm. like RC, Mirage, Bumblebee, and Optimus, right? I don't know. And there's also others that were introduced to, but of that core Transformers group, that's them. And then I kind of know who's going, what's going on over there with like the Beast Wars guys as well. The thing that I kind of was curious around was like, who are these people that are in Peru? Uh, but I guess you know when you came from Cybertron, you get splashed all over the planet. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like those um those nuns on the planet that Luke's on in Last Jedi. You know, they're just there; they worship Transformers. <laughs> like, that's, their, that's their deal. <laughs> okay, okay, appropriate. Yeah, I get now, it. Now let, let let's back up a second because we have not talked about these Maximals very much at all so far beyond the fact let's that get Ron into it. Good job. Uh, and you also have Michelle Yeoh as Air Air Razor, right? Who is a Falcon. Academy Award winner, Michelle Yeoh. Now, guys, <laughs> stop. hold on. <laughs> so there's there are animal transformers <laughs> that have evolved into being animals. Now, yes. I would have thought going into this that they're animals because they're on Earth, so naturally they would just tread naturally, as if this makes sense more. They would try <laughs> to resemble animals, to, you know, to be in disguise. <laughs> This is a movie that presupposes that the Maximals are evolved on other Cybertronian type planets or whatever that happen to have gorilla shaped things and eagle shaped yeah. things that are, but they're still like giant fucking robots. <laughs> With and, fun. Only, and, and only then, once Unicron destroys their planet, do they go to Earth where there happen to be gorillas and eagles and whatever the hell else. It's, like, it's okay. a Spider-Verse situation. It's just Earth 313 or whatever. I, but even then, like it's not like Optimus Primal is the size of a gorilla. No, he's, he's, like a, he's like a huge. small building. Like, yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he makes Rampage look like a joke. But <laughs> yeah, the thing that also was, uh, I mean, Aaron, you, you, I was just like, wait until you wait until you see that there's like a Velociraptor one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
there's no and i i kind of admire the movie doesn't even attempt to justify why no. they would be shaped like and they have fur <laughs> right. there's no like it like they just evolved and that's how they evolved and it's like what why would they evolve this pretty much yeah. what what does this disguise have <laughs> they live in the jungle <laughs> perfect <laughs> So I have like, no answers for you. They, they I, live in the jungles, so and naturally, they need to be characters that are, uh, you know, agile. But they're robots, so they're also bulky. I guess that's why he looks like a giant gorilla. <laughs> Do you think the caretaker just like has given them oil over the time? Just like you know, make sure that they don't squeak as they get older. Well, I, I, I again, I don't know how they like because they've been there for thousands of years. Yeah, thousands of years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't know how they've. It wasn't like yesterday they showed. There's like they've been like in secret. For I don't know how they've years. stayed. For, like there's a th- there's this talk about how the how like the area is loaded with energon, but the energon needs to be heated up to the like the the heat of a. Of it a it needs a one point twelve gigawatts event. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's not like the <laughs> monks are sitting there like burning energon and giving it to them. No. That's where that's where I think that Jordan is correct about like, hey, the story is kind of thin in that front because it's incredibly thin. Because yeah. what, what like, you, I, so I like, what we've it. seen there with like the energon stuff is what we saw in Black Panther, where it's like, hey, this is vibranium, and it beca- it created this beautiful like hidden uh society from the world, and it's like, yeah, well, here's a fucking giant oct- or giant ape machine, uh, in the in the jungles of, of Peru. I um I watched every Transformers movie leading up to this. Wow! Somehow I pulled you that. Somehow I pulled that up. I'm sure that they're very long, which includes the last night. And um, boy, like <laughs> every plot is exactly the same in these movies. There is a prologue that explains some random object that got lost in time or some whatever, and then we get to the idea that Transformers that never went to Earth before have actually been to Earth all the time in the past. <laughs> and, they, and they come to Earth, and the good ones find humans, and they're like, we gotta find this thing that exists before the Decepticons do. And sure enough, they both find the thing, and they have a big battle. They stop the world from being blown up. Like, it's the same plot over and over again every time out in these Transformers movies. So and like, it made a yeah, billion dollars each time. When you say, well, when you say a thin plot, yeah, it is because it's the same. <laughs> and it's like, it's fun because we're saying small scale, but it's also a movie that has Unicron, the biggest fucking yeah. Transformer there is. <laughs> it's like, all right. Uh, it's it's giving me all this stuff. And I am happy that it's fun. But yeah, like it does. It is what holds it back as far as being so sure. Samesy because at least with Michael Bay, yes, like you mentioned, Jordan, there is something he's trying to do each time out. That each time, different. yeah, I I can't name what is different about Rise of the Beyond the fact that it has Beast Wars characters. I can't name like a thing that's innovative in the realm of like cinematic takes on Transformers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad you all liked it. Well, part of what I mean, Jordan, you mentioned the fact that it's you know it's they're all too long is one of your major issues with this movie. I would say this is one that did like same with Bumblebee. It didn't leave me feeling exhausted after I was done. Right. Like even the ones yeah. I like, it's still exhausting because they're all like two hours and 20 minutes plus. Yeah. This one is two hours without credits. And I'm like, that eh, was the right length. Like yeah. it, did, it did the job for me. You know what? I think they're also before Jordan, you answer. I think the other thing is also what you mentioned around. There's no other subplots to this. There's no Josh Dumel and his soldier guys doing whatever they need to do. And then there's Sam Witwicky doing whatever he needs to do with Mega Fox. But then there's also like Sam Witwicky's dad who has to go save the day because he like comes in with like a buggy or something like that, you know? It's it's just two characters that we don't really know too much about. 
but it's kind of just about like, okay, well, we'll go to these desolate places. And they, they definitely make sure that they're desolate places for before a battle begins. Uh, I think the only no loss of life... Peru in the 90s. Yeah, Peru in the 90s, <laughs> in the jungles. But um, yeah, uh, I think that's kind of also helps with its pacing as well. So it doesn't make you feel as though you're like following uh, three threads. Jordan, are you exhausted by this movie? Um, I mean, clearly he fell asleep in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I was just bored by it. Like, <laughs> uh, no, not... Yeah, I, I just was waiting for it to end. Um, sure. When it ended, I was like, all right, well, uh, time to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Like, the, the problem with Bay, with Bay, yeah, he does have all those terrible sub, <laughs> subplots and side characters. Um, which my Bumblebee is the best one out of the whole series because yeah. perfectly paced, has the great, the, 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 the perfect amount of characters and they all have their arcs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, Wish they would have hired the writer of Bumblebee with Christina Hudson. Uh, Hudson. Mm-hmm. They need her on this movie. So, she's, but you know, she's come back for Bumblebee too, I guess. I'll, I'll be there for. Hey, I guess. Be there. No. Um. Uh. I think Aaron, you brought it up earlier. Maybe it was you, Mark. But Scourge is here, and both for Peter Dinklage. I thought it was mm-hmm. a formidable foe as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of just more from like the standpoint of, hey, uh, Optimus is just like, I'm gonna take you down. Optimus with his like boastful last one liners, like, I'll, I'll see you in Cybertron Hill. And then he gets his ass kicked, <laughs> which that was a line. <laughs> that was, that, if we had written it, we would have written that line in. But, um, no, I will it, see you in Cybertron Hill, Scourge. <laughs> it's like, because like Peter Cullen. He seems like such a straight arrow, nice person who like wants to do hero voice all the time for Optimus. Uh-huh. But like he's fed these lines that are like they, they can be pretty br- like they're they're so casual in response to <laughs> like you've mentioned, Jordan, the murder kills that he put. Yeah. The, like if they if any of these movies were like people doing these actions to other, other people, they would like it would make Jason Voorhees blush. Yeah, like, you'd, you'd uh... be aghast. Yeah. Like, again, like what like re-watching re-watching these transformers movies he fucking destroys yeah. so many trans like he's Which putting is the one where knives he in the back of their heads and like, he like pulls, pulls out megatron's like head <laughs> it's was that was that last night <laughs> it's the other ones it's the it's, other ones. it's like yeah. it's, it's like like there's the fallen and there's Got whatever it, yeah. Leonard but that, he's played. going crazy on these guys he destroy like he decapitates like seven in a row with yeah. last night it's he like... doesn't care about human loss of life he'll do it in, in downtown la Really okay. care. He cares about humans. That's his whole deal. He's gonna protect them from these damn robots. <laughs> if if you die, it's you know one of those omelet rules. But towards the beginning, like Bumblebee, like is doing this stupid voice thing, like that. The yeah, series he's doing yeah. his classic voice yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes, and one of them is like, the lines of <laughs> "You good men" and Optimus. He's like, Bumblebee, I don't want you going to the movies anymore. <laughs> and it's like, the one joy this guy has in life, Optimus is like, no. He's just a jerk to everybody. Like, even like this. Well, Opti- what I like is that Optimus gets an arc in this film. Like, he he's, because it's like a prequel or whatever you want to call it. It's set sure. in the time where before he's more 
adjusted to Earth and protecting people. So he's still like, he's like, I, I just want to get back to Cybertron. Right. And he's so he's more angry about the fact that he has to be here dealing with humans. Only, only for him to grow as a character and realize humans are actually my friends. And it's like, okay, <laughs> good job. But Aaron, did you know that he had the same arc as our boy from, from uh, Hamilton, Anthony Ramos? They both want the same thing so badly. Yeah. They just have to learn trust to each work other. together. Exactly. It was it was a it was a Hobbs and Shaw. It was situation. a classic Hobbs and Shaw scenario. <laughs> okay, but then Aaron, you said that he's less like um of a he's, warmonger in this movie. He's Which less means, murderous. So that means being on Earth just made him more violent throughout the <laughs> Social commentary. This is a clever movie. <laughs> He doesn't have his arc. He just became more psychotic. He's just more psychotic. <laughs> I mean, he did have a really good line at the end there. Just like, yeah. Well, I, so okay. So regardless of this, I yeah, Jordan, you've already expressed that you weren't a fan. I did like him, but Mark, did you did you like Pete Davidson in this movie as Mirage, as one of our main guys? I did. I did too. Yeah, he brought a lot of fun to and. I mean, he's basically the comic relief, and he also, you know, you can hear as moments. cheesy, yeah, as cheesy as it was, the lines that he gave toward the end when he was protecting um, Nate, uh, I was like, man, that got me. But also, this is corny as hell. But I'm digging <laughs> it. I'm digging it. Yeah. yeah, they they certainly know how to knew how to write in some of those tender moments that are, you know, kind of cheesy. But hey, it works in the moment. I mean, I just I was just impressed that Pete Davidson was pulling something off so well. There's two things that surprised me in this movie. One was Pete Davidson, and the other was a week after Spider Verse, we see Luna Laura Perez coming in as the I know. Uh, Puerto Rican movie mom in the summer. Apparently, like exactly, it's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that caught me off guard. It's like, oh, okay, she's yeah. having a great summer. Yeah, back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Boom, there you go. She doesn't have to work a day, another day in her life. She probably does. Um, she also well, like, extra money though. She's got TV residuals. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she she's just, got yeah. that extra money. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I have a question for you guys just around um, uh, this. Uh, you guys were mentioning 86 Transformers. This is the same uh-huh. plot. I have never seen 86 Transformers. It's, I mean, it involves Unicron. And, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, is, wow, they even go to Peru? In the 86 I, mean, like, dude? I mean, it's Transformers <laughs> plots don't vary all that much. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has elements that are similar, but obviously it has the the Beast War stuff that was that didn't exist yet. So it's like yeah, yeah. It, so it, and Megatron doesn't turn into Galvatron; it's just Scourge. Got yeah, it. it. Okay, it's I certainly recommend the eighty six. For one thing, it's eighty minutes. It's not a hard watch. But yeah, it, but it's and it's incredibly good. It's really good. It's for what it is. For like, I didn't see it until I was an adult. So I'm not just saying this as like, oh, as a kid, I loved it. I watched this movie as a full-grown person, and it was like, "This movie rocks." Got <laughs> it. Really got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the I'm the same way too. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess I've got to give it a shot now. And, and and Optimus is he also telling people that they need to die in that movie? Let's not talk about Optimus. Let's just let you discover. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'll, this I'll report back. <laughs> the next hundred days, I'll report back. I think I would have a line. Honestly, I hope you do. I really want to know what you think yeah, of Transformers yeah. the movie. <laughs> And it's awesome soundtrack featuring Van Halen and Weird Al Yankovic. Um, a, a combo. I never hey, thought I would. I would be, you know, happy to hear. Yeah. Hey, don't forget. Uh, ah, damn, what's his face? Um, 
Uh, you got you got a you got a jump. You got the touch. You got the touch. Uh, Steve, oh, that guy. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, Stan Bush. Stan, Stan Bush. Stan. Stan Bush. Yes. Stan Bush. There you go. Stan Bush. There you go. Got it. <sighs> and then Marky Mark tried to claim it in Boogie Nights, and it's like that's a Stan Bush song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, just, so. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. <laughs> um, any other any other thoughts that we not do? Like, I'll say this: I do think yeah. the, you know is as much as like the action I think is not at its best compared to other Transformers movies. I do think like Paramount's always got the visual effects right for this stuff. I do think it looks good, uh, yeah. especially in an age where we're see- we're starting to see the seams in certain Marvel movies, among other things. I'm happy that sure. ILM still is like, let's make sure the Transformers look good. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was a good looking film in that regard. Any, uh, any thoughts there? Agreed. I also would say that, you know, this is, I think in line with what Jordan was saying, the action sequences are, are cool and they're kind of like uh, interspliced throughout, but they also lack a um, like uh, what we were talking about with Exonus Four. I hope that they, I hope that Exonus Four does not go this way, but I feel I have a feeling that it might. The action sequences here kind of lack a uh, a fluidity, um, so you're able to see, yes, uh, people jumping over like laser cannon, laser cannon fire, and what have you. But at the same time, I'm like, like I don't know what the geography of this battlefield is. Like it's kind of just like bits and pieces of people just like doing cool shit and it's fun to watch but also i'm just like oh i kind of wish they would just be like no it's like it's a dope ass battle sequence um and uh they're being attacked by all sides kind of thing but you know they have limited budget i'm sure i mean i'm just glad that compared with the michael bay transition animations it's much more defined it's more simplified too yeah yeah and i'm just glad honestly like they look like their g1 counterparts i know you know they look like their g1 counterparts since bumblebee Mm. but Mm -hmm. they kept with it like rc looks like rc from the animated movie optimus finally looks like his g1 stuff instead of the michael bay version Mm. with um you know the the flames and everything the flames yeah the action flames and all that. And I will say this about Optimus's lines. I had no problem with it because they, you know, going back to what you were saying with the Arnold documentary, they're just like Arnold one-liners, man. It's <laughs> a good point. They're basically Arnold one-liners. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Cause... I mean, that's that's his deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One-liner to the point where it seems like you know what he you know the murdering thing comes quickly to him, but he's probably workshopping these lines. You can say every time you fight somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he's like sharpening his uh, his battle axe. He's like, oh, that's a, that'd be a good line. Oh, that'd be a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sword at somebody. Stick around. Oh no, Arnold did that already. Predator. Yeah, probably should be that movie. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hasta la vista. Yeah, it actually would have been dope if he had said like you can't handle the truth at one point just be like and winks at bubble, bubble <laughs> he <me."> winks <laughs> <laughs> stares right in the camera winks at <laughs> we're giving right. these writers free ideas <laughs> yeah we did it yeah all right well i think we've talked a lot about transformers rise of the beasts now we go into when people should see this movie let me start with you, Jordan. When do people see Transformers Rise of the Beast? I mean, I guess since everyone else likes it, go see it in no, theater. When would you, when when you, when you going to tell people yeah. to go see this movie? I'd say rent it on iTunes. There you go. That's fair. 
Mark, how about you? When should people see this movie? Theaters, baby. All right. Abe? Yeah, I'm also a theater guy. I, I mean, it delivers a level of spectacle that I generally want from a Transformers movie, and I think it did the job that's required for this kind of thing. So yeah, I'd say theater as well. Yeah, theater too. Yeah. All right. Shut up, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you go take a nap and pay again to go see a movie again, Jordan? I'm the AMZ analyst. I don't pay to see it a second time. I mean, like, I get, it's, I the, mean, kind of, kind of, it's the kind of thing where, like, Guardians comes out and Spider-Man comes out, so it's like, obviously the scale is tipped very high as far as what I'm liking this summer, so when you see Transformers, it's like, okay, yeah, that's lower, but I still, I had a good time. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it's It's good. I'm mm-hmm. happier. It's it's better than I'd imagine our expectations were for at least three of us. It seems. So. It seems. Yeah. I mean, this is like a dental panel. You know, three out of three out of four dentists tell you to use mouthwash at night. Yeah. Or just like yeah. fuck it. All right. Well, that's been our review for Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Now I think it's time for a little. Hey, what what time is it? Aaron, I think it's time for a quick game here. That sounded like Tiny Dancer toward the end there. Aaron, did you know that that's uh, the sound that Bumblebee makes when Aaron's just like, hey, dude, can you uh, turn into a 1999 Camaro? He's like, boop, 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 boop. No. Uh, I've got a game for you guys this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Transformers Transformed. This is a game nobody has to answer uh, by buzzing in. I'll go to each one of you individually. This is a multiple choice game where I will name a Transformer and give you Three options as to what they transform into. Two options are real, and the last option is just neither. So it's either A, B, or neither. Um, okay. So Jordan, you are the uh, because you are a guest, and Mark, you're also a guest. Um, just d- roll the dice. Jordan came up first. Jordan, you got to go first. Reflector is a transformer. Do you think Reflector turns into A, a Fuji camera, B, a rearview mirror? Or C, neither. Um, oh my gosh, neither? That is incorrect. Mark, I go to you for the steal. Okay. Fuji camera, rear view mirror, or neither? I want to say Fuji Wait, wait, camera. Jordan, what'd you say? Uh, you Fuji neither. camera. Oh, you said, I'm sorry, you said Fuji camera? I said neither. No, oh, you said, said neither. Oh, you said neither. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it is neither. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, he turns into he turns into a Kodak camera. Not a Fuji camera. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm a, my mind was also just thinking about Jim Bumblebee, I guess. Uh Jordan, you get that point. Mark, you gotta go next. That's Sorry. a close one. It's <laughs> yeah, a close one. Yeah. Was real. <laughs> yeah. Mark, the character or the transformer is Braun. Does Braun turn into a 1969 Land Rover? A 1970 Land Rover or neither? Uh, neither. He's the Lakers goat right now. That is incorrect. <laughs> uh, Aaron, we go to you. Okay, what are my options? 1969 Land Rover or 1970 Land Rover. Keep in mind, if you get this wrong, Jordan gets the automatic point. Well, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 69. 69 is correct. Boom, baby. <laughs> Aaron, you got to go next in this. Uh, or you got to go first in this next one. Grimlock is a Transformer. A 1979 oh. 
Chevy Camaro, a Tyrannosaurus, or neither? Well, it's a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> it is a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> sure to use that one. That's <laughs> yeah. Grimlock, baby. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you get to go first in the next one here. Uh, Skylynx turns into a 747-400 Boeing jet, a space shuttle slash prehistoric bird slash Lynx, or neither. Um, geez, I'm on such a winning streak right now. Um, what, what was the first one? A 747-400. Sure that one. That is incorrect. Ah. <laughs> Mark, what do you think Skylinks turns into? A space shuttle prehistoric bird links or neither? Keep in mind that repeat Spears or Lynx. All right, I'm sorry. Keep in mind that Space Shuttle, Prehistoric Bird, and Lynx are all the same thing. Like it, it can multi transport. Let's go with. Let's go with the Space Shuttle Bird. That is correct. <laughs> Skylinks is like a it's like a multi transformer. It turns into a Space Shuttle. A pre-short bird and a lynx. Oh man, Mark, you did it. Yeah, I should go or, with the uh, least. You gotta go with first. The... In this next one. All right. Blaster turns into a Cybertronian handgun. A radio cassette deck or neither. Neither. That is incorrect, Aaron. <sighs> I'm gonna say a blaster. That is also a incorrect, gun. Jordan. You get the point. No answer needed. That's... It's a radio cassette deck. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's weird. No, that's not what's his face. It's probably a different blaster you're thinking of. Uh, Aaron, you gotta go first in this next one here. Sea spray turns into a jet ski, a hovercraft, or neither. <laughs> um, sea spray. I do like the sound of a transformer going into a jet ski. I'm going to say a jet ski. That is incorrect. Damn it. Jordan, either a hovercraft or neither. Hovercraft. Hovercraft is correct. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my first and last one, or that last one. So, Jordan, you get a first and the next one here. Runamuck <laughs> turns into a Jeep Wrangler, a Ford Bronco, or neither. Ooh, yikes. Decisions, decisions. What was the first one? A Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> that one. That is incorrect. Mark, what do you think Runamuck turns into? A Jeep Wrangler, or not a Jeep Wrangler, that's out. Ford Bronco or neither? Uh, neither. That is correct. Yeah. Oh. Yes! Oh, oh. <laughs> I've been doing it. Oh, I thought that was from your mouth. <laughs> Runback tr- transforms into a Pontiac Firebird. Oh, good. Uh, the next one here. Um, Jordan, you went first in that last one, so Mark, you get a first. Gears. Does Gears turn into a four wheel drive off road pickup truck? An M551 Sheridan tank, or neither? Gears. <sighs> So it's a pickup truck or a tank? Yeah. Or neither. 
<laughs> or neither. Pickup truck? <laughs> that is correct. A four-wheeler oh. off-road pickup truck. <laughs> Aaron, you got to go first here. Blast off turns into a Lockheed AC-130 jet, <laughs> an F-15 fighter jet, or neither. I think I... If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think Blastoff is the toy that I had. I had one Transformer toy when I was growing up, and it was a purple jet. I think it's Blastoff. Okay. <laughs> um, but I have no idea what kind of jet it would be. <sighs> so it's either a what? What's the first one? A Lockheed? A Lockheed AC-130. Uh, it's like those gunships that you've seen yeah. in Transformers. Yeah, I know what they are, yeah. And then an F-15 fighter jet, or neither. I'm going to say the F-15. That is incorrect. Mm. Jordan, you have uh, two options. What was the first option? A Lockheed AC-130. Uh, that one? That is also <laughs> incorrect. Mark, you get that yes. by default. <laughs> Damn it, Mark. Two greatest, genius. <laughs> two greatest words in the English language. Default, default, default. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you get it first in the next one here. There are only a few more. Recycle. Recycle. Does that turn into a garbage truck? I was going to say garbage truck. A yeah. cement truck or neither? Hmm. What was the first option? A garbage truck. truck. That's the second one. A uh, cement truck. Yeah. Oh, you said you're, you're choosing second cement truck. Yeah, I feel like it's the less obvious choice. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you yeah, had no points left. Garbage truck. It is not a garbage truck, Aaron. You get what? that point by default. It is neither. It is a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for me. <laughs> Mark, you get to go first here. Jazz right. turns into a 1976 Porsche 935. Okay. A 1977 Porsche 911. Or neither. God. You suck with this. <laughs> what was the first one? A 1976 Porsche 935. 935. Yeah. 911. That is incorrect. Aaron? I hate the idea that you might be still tricking us by knowing it because it is a Porsche. But it's yeah, like, it is a one? Porsche. <laughs> but do you know what model? Is it the first one? No, that Mark already chose that one, so that one's already out. No, you said he said the 911. Oh, he said yeah, the 911 is yeah. Oh, that, that is not a 911. So yes, he's, it is the first one, a 1976 yeah. Porsche 935. So Aaron, you get that point. Thank you, <laughs> Aaron. Uh, onslaught turns into. Onslaught. Yeah. Okay. Not not the X Men character. Uh, a gasoline tanker trunk, a truck, an artillery truck, or neither. I mean, I th I think that was in one of the movies. Wasn't it in the second movie? Uh -huh. Like that big fucking guy. <laughs> that was like uh -huh. Devastator or something. Or no, the Devastator's the first. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm gonna say the uh, the the um. What's the, the the first one? The um, gasoline the, tanker uh, truck. The gasoline tanker truck. That is incorrect, Jordan. Okay. The other one. <laughs> so not the neither option or the other one. Um, uh, neither. I'm gonna go with neither. That is incorrect. <laughs> yes, Mark. By default, it is an artillery truck. Shit. Default. default the last one default. here, Skull Crusher. Aaron, you went first. So Jordan, you got to go first here. 
The last Agreed. one here, Skull Crusher, turns into a rhino, a crocodile, or neither. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I'm going to say uh, neither. That is correct. It is neither because it's a truck. It's a like a big old truck thing. It's, it's an a- alligator. <laughs> oh, what? So that's one of the animal ones? Yeah, it's one of the animal ones. Yeah. Oh, There's one probably the another skull crusher somewhere out there, too. Uh, this is a very close game. Mark, you pulled away with your with your default. Default! Two great oh, words in the English Five language. points, baby! Default, <laughs> default, default. And props hey. to uh, you guys if you know where I took that from. <laughs> I don't know. We know our Simpsons around here, Mark. <laughs> yes! Aaron got it. Yeah, uh, but that was Transformer <laughs> Transformed. Great. Thank you, Abe. Thank you for that very complicated yeah. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't hear 9 11 instead of 1976. Yeah. <laughs> or like that Jordan got it right the first time. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was weird. <laughs> My brain was like going to the next one already. My bad. <laughs> but no, good game. That was that's I really hope the Transformer heads are screaming furiously at their iPods. They're like, that was 1989 Skull Crusher, not 2002s. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Let's move on now. Let's get to our out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where you go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash our podcast. We ask a number of the questions to the listeners. They give us some answers. And uh, yeah, Mark, Jordan, feel free to throw in any answers you might have as we go through these. First question here is, who are your favorite Transformers characters? Brian E. White, friend of the show, has Michaela. <laughs> that was the only answer that we got. That's all we got. Yeah, not yeah. people saw this one. Mirage, obviously. Yeah, P. Davidson. <laughs> Grimlock. There you go. I know mm-hmm. that he's a trans, he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's the exact reason why he's my favorite. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm trying to think about this. Like, I don't really have like a. I mean, I guess like Optimus Prime by default, just because he's such a such a terrible person. <laughs> he's a terrible <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I enjoy Bumblebee, but I didn't like grow up being like, oh man, I can't wait for Bumblebee to be on the big screen. So it's like, it's, I mean, uh, what's his name? Hot Rod. Judd, Judd Nelson from the movie. Judd Nelson. Out of the way, Hot Rod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Soundwave because he turns into a cassette tape. Oh, that's Soundwave. That's, there you go. That's it. That's oh, that's, yeah. He's like, a bad guy, yeah. but it's like, oh, that's a pretty cool transform thing. Yeah. It's like, I have tapes in my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to listen to Death? <laughs> Or how to, how to be a better you in 10 days. <laughs> All right, here, here's the next one. We've now gotten to see the Beast Wars era. What else from Transformers do you want to see in film? Luke Thompson, friend of the show, writes, The Kiss Players. I had to look this up <laughs> to see what this is. So this is from Wikipedia. The Kiss, the Kiss Players derives its name from a controversial gimmick which involves Transformers getting power-ups when they are kissed by human girls, oh. the eponymous Kiss Players, who fuse with robots and share their adventures. It's very erotic. It sounds very Japanese anime. <laughs> uh, Justin writes, being honest, nothing. I would like to see a GoBots or maybe even a Robotech Thundercats live action movie. Oh, wow. Robotech. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A- anything else you want to see from Transformers? Jordan, you can't wait to see what. What, what is the next thing? I, I, I don't know the franchise that well to to, to speak. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe maybe like a courtroom drama where trans where Optimus Prime gets brought up on all his crimes. <laughs> the all his war crimes. Yeah. It's judgment at it's judgment at Nuremberg, but it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> He's like, you can't handle the, tr- the tr- 
That actually would be pretty fun. Uh, you know, the same thing I always say, which is um, a musical. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd welcome. I, one of the one of the song titles is, is uh, "What's Everyone Transforming About?" It's the opening song that they sing. <laughs> What's everyone transforming about? It's a beautiful day. What's everyone transforming about? Uh, Transformers colon me more than meets the musical coming to Broadway. There you go. Off Broadway. Hopefully, it's better than uh, Spider Man. No, it's going straight to Broadway. It's going straight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely better than Spider Man into the Dark or whatever. It's, it's got it. Ha, it'll have um, what's her name <laughs> from Spider Man into the Dark exactly. Um. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were gonna say um, uh, Adele Dazeem. <laughs> well, she'd started obviously. She's, oh, yeah, okay, she's yeah. back. Okay, yeah, yeah. She'll play RC. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, no, uh, well, Julie, Julie Taymor. That's what I was trying to think. Of. Yeah, <laughs> Julie, Julie Taymor, Taymor. friend of the show. Yeah, of course. Uh, the destruction here is: What's your favorite action scene involving fighting robots? Phil Heard has the one in Pacific Rim where the kaiju sprouts wings all of a sudden. A I mean, movie. that is pretty bad. That's what happens yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Del Toro knows what he's doing. Favorite uh, I mean, action sequence all fighting robots? Forest fight in the second movie is amazing. That sec yeah, that second movie oh, yeah. is still awful, having just watched it again, but yeah. that fight really does rock. Like it's a really good it does. fight. It's yeah. Not bad. Yeah. And just the whole uh the the whole last like 40 minutes in the third movie. That's great too. What yeah. happens there? In Chicago it's when all uh, of Chicago, Chicago under okay. got it. I've I've said my <laughs> gripes with that with it. Like I think yes, it generally looks cool and stuff. It's just there's no rhythm, to, like there's no start and stop of it. It's just like you could, you could play scramble up with all those action sequences and it'd be the same movie. Like it's just so weird. Or, yeah. Well, I, I don't disagree, but the individual moments are like yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it, it's especially watching it, watching this recent time because I haven't watched these in a while. It's like yeah, the third one really has some stuff going for it for sure. Like yeah. it, it, it works more than it doesn't. Like when Ken Jeong shows up for ten minutes to like kill the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow i forgot about him that he was in that and we're not talking about fool's paradise here so let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> all right what's the what's the next question here what are your favorite human robot pairings justin writes sunny and spooner from uh i robot hmm. uh Stepan has the iron giant todd leaving out front of the show has t- the terminator and john connor in t2 and Chris writes Real Steel and Brian and Charles. Hey, Brian and Charles. Brian and Charles. What about Polly and that robot and Rocky uh <laughs> Rocky, 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 Rocky four? Oh, is it Rocky Four? four? Yeah. 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 I mean, he was gonna marry her. He loves He's that. Robot. that down, Polly and robots. Yeah. <laughs> you did love that robot though. Um <laughs> how about uh Andor and K2 KTSO and uh, K2SO? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And what I assume is season two of Andor. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the line that he says? Like, do not resist your being saved or something. Something like that, yeah. 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 Or I mean, like, uh, robot and Frank. There you go. Wow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> I mean, you guys are forgetting about the classic short circuit number five. I wasn't think forgetting about that, but okay. <laughs> 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 That's certainly a thing that happened. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Human robot parents, Daryl, the acronym movie. There you go. Yeah, again, uh, a thing that happened, that's for sure. Yeah, he flies an SR 71 Blackbird with chewing gum. All right. Uh, 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 Wanda Envision? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know, it keeps her alive because, you know, what is, uh, I forget the line, what is suffering with, but not the extension of love or whatever. I can't write. Well, yeah, whatever, whatever James Bader says. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is interesting here. What's your favorite? What's the funniest movie robot Jason uh, Ritter has? Jason Ritter, uh, son of John, uh, has KTSO or one of the weird uh, AI voices in Transformers a cartoon. Scott has Sleeper. And Chris has Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Tars from Interstellar. Certainly when you t- turn up its sarcasm meter. Yeah, for exactly. Funniest. What? Bender. Bender. Hey, I'm Bender. Bite my shiny metal air. He's a pretty good. He's a pretty fun robot. Funniest robots. I mean, Wally's got some jokes, right? And he's got some dance moves. Got some dance moves, too. Definitely yeah. got the dance moves. That guy's in love. Let's see. Does Bicentennial Man have any jokes? He's like, he's just sad he's all the time. He's probably hilarious all the time, though. He's, 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 <laughs> I guess those are scenes out. <laughs> he, he's not just even like, oh, I've seen, my, I've seen my past families that I've taken care of die. I guess it's, those are, it's pretty Yeah, funny. he's got a lot of bits in between those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time in his head. He's, he's constantly going on stage at nights when he's not looking after families doing his, his tight five. <laughs> he's like he's like under his prime. He's just like doing, practicing his one liners while he's just like sleeping at night. Yeah, and everyone's always like, for a robot, he's really hairy underneath that shirt. It's like, why is he wearing a shirt again? I don't know. He's a robot. <laughs> his default answer to that is whoa. <laughs> That's a good one second, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, I'm eight. curious about this question. What are the other, other funny, funny robots? What are the other funny robots? There's got to be some. I mean, funny robots. Uh, funny how? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, Joe Pesci bot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the lines, the lines that Ben Schwartz wrote for C3PO in the people is pretty. For BB-8. No, the uh, I thought he wrote for C3PO too. Oh, did he do C3PO punch up? Yeah. Okay. I thought he voiced like the, BB-8. I don't know. Well, he had like Hater did it, and they didn't use it. Then like Schwartz did it, and they didn't. And then like, they didn't use, use it. it. But, oh. Like, but like they used yeah. like the rhythms they were going with to like make it come to life. I don't know how BB-8. Yeah. Because I, like. I think he wrote the line. He's like, "Oh, hello, Han Solo. You might not recognize me because of the red arm." It is a funny line. That is a funny line. Actually, <laughs> that line doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> Thinking about it, it's like, oh no, yeah, that's uh, that's exactly why I didn't recognize you. <laughs> okay, what's what's next? Um, you you're now Optimus Prime. Who are you picking to be on your team to stop Unicron? What? Chris writes Scorn, oh. Hot Rod, definitely Hound, and Ironhide. Okay, so thanks for the really nerdy answer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I like welcoming the answers. Luke Thompson, friend of the show, has a much longer answer. He writes, based on past experience, you go with Hot Rod. Unfortunately, the movie-verse version is an idiot with a fake French accent. Gotta go with Cogman because he's basically insane. Carson from Downton Abbey, so he knows <laughs> so he knows all the protocols and etiquette to get inside Unicron, I'd assume. This is very detailed answer, Luke. Thank you for that. Forgot about Cogman. The guy's hilarious. Cogman and Anthony Hopkins are... Yeah. They're not the saving grace of the last night because that movie is still <laughs> awful. But they certainly make a big chunk of the middle more tolerable. That's sure. Yeah. Wait, oh, Anthony Hopkins was in last night? 
he's not just in it like when you say Anthony Hopkins is in a Transformers movie, you might assume that it's like, oh yeah, he like has a scene where he says a thing. He's like in the he's whole in movie. It. <laughs> yeah, this is an Expendables cameo. <laughs> he is he is like third build. Like he's in the movie, <laughs> like, and he's he's, he's, a, he's a crucial part to the movie. And he has a what? robot best pal named Cogman who's a psychopath. And I wish like that energy was the whole movie because that stuff is great. The yeah. rest of the movie is like, good, what happened here? But like the fact that Anthony Hopkins is like, yes, I have a, a robot butler and we go on adventures. Like, wh- I want to see all of this all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his bloodline is like the one that's like keeping the Transformers together or something. He's part uh, of an elite group. Yes. Yeah. He, he's the original. Uh, he's the original. Uh, uh, what's that? Secret Society. The, it's like the Wiccans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some, some asshole group. So, but uh, back to our more pressing question: Who's on your team to stop Unicron? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow Jordan's from earlier. It's like I just don't know this franchise well enough to be like I would choose this person or that person. I thought I left this question open ended enough to realize you don't have to use Transformers. I just want to know who oh, you would use. Anybody? To stop yes. Yeah. No. 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 I want that teddy bear from AI because that thing's loyal. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Can't be bought. <laughs> yeah, it can't be bought. Yeah. Except in stores, because he's a toy. Oh. But, <laughs> no. Loyalty can't be bought. Fair enough. After you buy it the Maybe. first time. Got it. Picking your team yeah. to stop Unicron? I mean, I feel like you'd have to like get Unicron's brother. You'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, Mom's worried about you. Come home. He'd be like, what? all right. <laughs> What's his brother's name? Broke or bro- Brocon. 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 I was hoping you'd say, like, Tom. Tom, <laughs> it's Unicron and Tom. They grew up together. Foster home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brocon. All right. Well, the last question here is: Who are who are the most evil bad robots? Chris has Hal probably takes the number one spot, but also Santa and Christmas, Bloody Christmas, and the pesky robots in Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall is a good answer for sure. Wow, evil robots, man. That's a good one. Uh, best evil robots. Uh, I mean, Hal Nine Thousand really is. A, I mean, who yeah, opened those mean, damn pod bay doors? T One Thousand. I mean, I grew up I with that guy. Say, my yeah. I mean, liquid metal. Yep. Ali, yeah. Ali, Why Ali. does he turn into bombers? I mean, it's not me. I can't do complex weapons. <laughs> complex, <laughs> complex machines, <clears throat> knives, and stabbing weapons. It's a... Jordan, you have an evil robot in mind. Uh, the um, what's his name in Prometheus? David. David. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, David. David. Yeah. yeah Davy. Yeah. I mean, that guy. He and then he more so in becomes... Covenant. Yeah, true. More so. Yeah. In Covenant. He's, oh, yeah. He's so sinister in Covenant. He's like, no, I am human and I am a god. I love Does that. Ed. Two hundred nine. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, two hundred nine. Does I mean, he count? I'm gonna sure. say yes because he kills the CEO of. <laughs> he's not necessarily evil though. He's more like he's, he's just malfunctioning. <laughs> He thinks you're holding a gun when you're not holding a gun. <laughs> that guy just like died a needless death. Somebody get a medic. Don't they say? <laughs> That's what they say yes, after the guy yeah. gets like blown away. Yeah, he just, like, like his blown up. Somebody call a medic. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Stop it. He's uh, already dead. That's two Simpsons references already. Uh, Yule Brenner and um, The King and, and I? Yeah, the king. Yeah, remember you remember Robot Your Brother, the King and I. No, in Westworld, the original Westworld. Okay, he's a, got it. He's a real bastard in that movie. Yeah, I mean Arnold in the first Terminator is like a bastard. Yeah, T one hundred. It's a yeah. nice night for a walk, man. Nice night for a walk. Yeah. 
Oh, R.I.P. Uh, our our guy, Bill. Bill. All right. Well, that's not feedback. 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 And that's going to bring us to the end of this episode about now there and You can find more of my work, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. Uh, I write for Wheel of Entertainment for movie reviews, Why So Blue for Blue and Criterion reviews. Um, I'm currently on the um, Summer of 93 at 30 podcast, part of the Brandon Peters show with Brandon Peters and Scott Mendelson. We're talking about the summer movie season from 30 years ago in 1993. That's been a lot of fun. We've recorded all of them like already, so they're just coming out now, but they're a lot of fun pickups. So be sure to check out that show yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Good. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, good. Thanks I just saw that when we, were, we, when we were recording just now, the new episode just popped up. So. Oh, cool. Boom. Uh, Abe? Oh, you find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua and twitter.com slash moose. Hashtag work friends. Dude, you were inside me. Uh, Jordan Grout, anything you want to plug? Oof, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Like, look in your closet right now. Look ah! in your foot. If you're driving, look to the left. If uh, if you're in bed listening to this, look under the bed. I'm oh, no. oh my god! Oh no! Boogeyman two starring Jordan <laughs> Grout. Uh, Mark Paces. Anything, where, where can people find more of you online? Uh, you can find my reviews, articles, all that good stuff at nerdreactor.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at PacmanNR7. Great, right? You can find all the other episodes of Out Now Never Aaron and Abe on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or check out our Twitter, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Oof. And find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast too. Uh, Mark, Jordan, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. For sure. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, next week, we'll be talking. The Flash. Ooh. The Flash arrives next week. I think everybody got a, a quote on the screen in those commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take what you can get. I haven't seen it yet, so they can't. They couldn't use my signature catchphrase. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> Cinematic page turner. <laughs> my others. Then I haven't been able to fit that one in other, too many other reviews so far. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's one? What's one that you get for uh, that you got for um, the? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Oh, uh, one of Guy Ritchie's best films. Oh, okay, it's certainly right. a part that, of a sentence that's a no, longer you sentence. Can't, yeah, you can't, you can't use it for any movie. <laughs> it's only for Guy Ritchie movies. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd love to get Under the Flash, one of Guy Ritchie's best films. Yes, we will be talking The Flash. I know Elemental comes out next week, too, so Abe and I might be doing a bonus Double feature. make sure to cover some more. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of things going on. The Flash seems like, a big, seems like a big deal. I like spend all this time on it. <laughs> on, to wrap man. up the Snyderverse. <laughs> <laughs> but that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. Bye.